unsolved crimes, paranormal investigations, urban legends, and strange happenings. Welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. <laughs> hey, welcome to Men's Magic and Murder. This is episode 92. I'm Abby. I'm Kate, and we'll be your ghostesses on this little spooky day. We're approaching episode 100. Oh my god. Ah! Didn't even notice. 92 episodes. I honestly black out for the beginning of every episode. Our episodes went 1, 2, 3, 4, 33, 51, 75, 85, 92. 92. <laughs> If you ask me to recap everything we've done, I would laugh at you. I can we'll, tell you the first three episodes, that's it. We'll try and do it for episode 100, and we'll see. Oh god, that's gonna be a mess. I have a fun thing planned for that. But anyway, what are you talking about today? I am talking about the Fulda Witch Trials. What are you talking about? I'm talking about a convicted Swedish witch. Swedish? I'm so Swedish witch is a really hard thing to say, <laughs> and I hadn't realised till I just said it out loud. Her name is Marlon Mattsdotter. Red lorry, yellow lorry. Please. <laughs> no, no, none, none of this. Do <laughs> uh, you want some news before we get into I would that? love some news. So this week's news is from animalian.com. Scientists have given some reason why people might see ghosts. Oh, okay. Is it because ghosts just be lurking? See, I've written, if of course ghosts aren't really presenting themselves to people. I knew you were going to be out there with, well, ghosts are real. And ghosts that's could be real. Yeah. So the first reason is that people could be slightly poisoned by toxic compounds, including formaldehydes and pesticides. So it could be affecting your brain, essentially, because when you are in contact with those daily, you would need like respirators. Alternatively, sleep paralysis. This one, I can kind of understand more, because if you think you see a ghost at the foot of your bed during the middle of the night, then fair enough, it's probably sleep paralysis. However, a lot of the time, people are wandering around cemeteries or just out and about, and they see ghosts. Yeah, a lot of the time, it's not like you're just in bed. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people now know about sleep paralysis, so they wouldn't be like, I saw a ghost. Yeah. So, get wrecked. For those people, they have proposed it is the power of suggestion. So interestingly, there was a study done by Richard Wiseman, where they held a fake seance with a fake medium. And at the end of it, around a third agreed with the statement that they were given that the table moved during the seance. So through the power of suggestion alone, they all sort of changed their memories of that to agree with a supernatural thing happening. Interesting. Similarly to this, your brain constantly tricks you into seeing things that aren't there as kind of a brain evolution seeing threats before there's a threat close to you. For example, pareidolia happens normally when you look at clouds and objects. You see like a face in the cloud? Yeah, or like a face in the food or something like that. So this could be causing people to see ghosts when it's just like some clothes in a chair in the dark. My mum always sends me photos of food that looks like people. Yeah. She's like, this one looks like Scooby-Doo, and I get like a picture of an old sweet potato. Well, now you can say, mum, that's pareidolia. There's also kind of like, um, from psychology, I remember learning like a similar thing where if you see like a rubber band on the floor, you think it's a spider, so you get scared. I get that all the time, and I think about it since she told me it all the time as well. Yeah, so it's just normally when you see something, you get scared, then you run away your brain just kind of cut out that middle bit and it 
thinks it sees something, you run away and you are scared at the same time. Just saves time, really. Rather than you registering, oh, there's a venomous snake coming right towards me. Right. Boy, that's scary. <laughs> time to run. You're like, oh my God, I'm running away. It's a snake. But it's log. Yes. Yeah. I'm always running away from, from logs and other things. Well, now you know why. <laughs> when I leave the house, I just run the whole time. <laughs> They're like, oh my God, it's our really fit neighbor. You're just sprinting in fear. Oi, oi. The final reason proposed is because of the places that people see ghosts, like old buildings and basements, because they probably have mold and fungus growing in them, thus explaining why you might feel dizzy or sick or headachey, and maybe even why people are like, oh, this place is really haunted, and they pass out. But it's right. just because of the environment rather than the ghosts. So that is five reasons that you might see a ghost. Interesting. Yeah. And the sixth reason is... It might be a ghost. Ghosts are real, and you've never seen one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's always interesting to explore possibilities for things. I personally believe in ghosts, um, but those make sense. Yeah. Well, I think it's probably a good mishmash. You know, some people have yeah. probably seen a real ghost. Some people are probably just covered in fungus. I don't doubt that if you suggest something to someone that they will stop believing it. Well, if you did doubt that, I would fight you with hard evidence. <laughs> Anyway, let's talk about Swish Swish Swedish Witch. You said Swedish again. Swedish <laughs> Witch. Swedish. She was born in, in Finland as well, so I couldn't. she couldn't have just lived there. So she's a Swedish-Finnish witch. Please. <laughs> Please. No, none of this. Please just let me read swish, whatever Swish Swedish-Finnish Witch. Now, her name is Marlin Matsdotter. Now, I watched like five videos on how to pronounce Marlin, and every single one had a different pronunciation, and then all the comments of them were like, this is wrong. So I have no idea if I'm pronouncing it right. So I'm going to say Marlin for this episode. Give us a few alternatives. Malin? Mm-hmm. Malin? Mm-hmm. How it. many do you need? A more. Five. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Malin, for this episode, is connected to several witch trials that happened in Sweden, but many of the accused have a lot of information about them, and there are so many different trials within one sort of witch hunt, Yeah. so I'm just going to talk about Malin for this episode, but we can come back to it if, if you want. So, my sources are findagrave.com, executedtoday.com, Wikipedia, and Mental Floss. I hate this podcast, and here's why. Because if anyone ever looked through our search history executedtoday.com yeah i think about this sometimes findagrave.com you're not gonna find a grave i'm not no you can find graves no way so marlon was born in 1613 and was originally of finnish heritage she lived a normal life even marrying a man named eric nilsson who made nails for a living as in nails that you hammer because mm -hmm. when i read this <laughs> i had a brain fart and i was like wait nails people don't just grow those Stop! He's making, like, steel caps for you to put over your nails. The first acrylics. That's so funny. In their time together, Marlon and Eric had two daughters together. Anna and Maria, Eric's daughter. Obviously, this was the time where you just... That's why they're called that. Mm -hmm. Life was good and they were a regular family. Well, they were until 1668. Anna was 13 at the time and her sister Maria had ran away from home as their father would regularly beat the both of them. And these beatings got progressively worse over time. And at this point, Marlon would also beat her daughters at the command of Eric. 
The girls were brought home after being caught running away, and if this didn't escalate the family drama enough, the daughters then reported that their father had been having intercourse with their family cow. Oh, Eric. And of course, this was 1668, so Eric was quickly executed for such a crime. Was the cow? Executed? Yeah. I don't think so. They used to do that. No, I don't think... They didn't say anywhere that the cow was executed. Good. God bless. Apparently he'd been doing this for a while and his daughter just kept his secret, but after they snapped because they were like, we can't handle you beating us anymore, we're going to out you, basically, that you've been doing this to the cow. After her husband was executed, Marlon remarried a man named Anders, and shortly after this, her daughters moved out because Anders and Marlon would always argue and they just couldn't deal with it. Fair. Unfortunately, we don't really know very much more about Marlon, like her early history. Just this and like what was stated at her trials, which are a bit confusing. Mm-hmm. So her profession is hardly mentioned. At some point it says she was a midwife, but it's not clear whether this was something she just did casually. Like, like a hobbyist ooh, midwife. Kind of fancy delivering a baby, <laughs> or whether it was like a, a actual job. Bit bored, should I go for a walk, read a book, deliver a baby? Bring life into the world. <laughs> Either way, on her court records, she's referred to as Rumpair, Rumpar, Marlin, which people speculate meant stupid at the time. Ah, so not only have they put her on trial for being a witch, they've also slagged her off. Yeah, although, as I said, she was a midwife, so I don't know. Also, they said she was poor on court records, but she'd bought her own house in Stockholm, so I, we don't know. Uh, to be fair, the housing market is not like it is today. No, but... Perhaps she was poor after she'd bought her own own house. She had no money left. Maybe she was conjuring money, I don't know. So let's circulate back to 1668. This was the same year that Eric was executed, and it was a wild year, because that's also the year the national witch hunt started in Sweden. This started when a a woman named Mary Johnstutter was accused of leading a young girl named Gertrude to the devil. Okay. Gertrude said that when she was eight, Marie took her to a sandpit and called upon the devil who they then dined with, which sounds pretty hype. Oh, good for you. Marie was put on trial, and this would start a series of Swedish witch trials, which up to this point had been a rarity in this area compared to other places. I keep thinking you are going to say Swedish fish. Swedish fish trial. (laughs) Every time. You fish are accused of being a fish. You, the red one. (laughs) No, not you. Not you. Not you. (laughs) When Marie was accused and the witch trials began sort of sweeping Sweden, everyone was a target, as you can imagine. And like many other witch trials, they took the word of mostly children for their evidence. The idea in these trials was that hundreds of witches had been abducting children and taking them to the witch's Sabbath of Satan. Oh, I have a Sabbath of Satan. Yeah, so it's basically like a phrase that was popular Mm. in the 20th century, and it was thought to be basically a big witch party Mm -hmm. with devils and demons. What do you think they have at the buffet? Oh, I would love to go. Right? It sounds pretty sick. Pork pies, I bet. Pork pies? Mm. That's a classic party food. Tiny little triangle sandwiches with egg mayonnaise in them. Mm, And cress. Mm. And the ham ones with like the, they put too much butter on them. Yeah, so much butter. It's like two thirds butter, one third ham. Yeah, those are so good. Now I'm vegetarian. It makes me sad that I can't eat them. (laughs) Because I used to stand by the buffet and just wait until they uncovered those little little buggers. You wait until they uncovered them? No. You peel away. I would... (laughs) I open it and I see that Kate's already eaten all of the tiny sandwiches. (laughs) No, you peel away one corner of it, grab a sandwich, slide it out, tuck it back in. I am hungry and they don't serve food until eight. The party started at three. 
Right? What's that about? Yeah. Give me, I'm here for the food. Anyway, Mala Matsota, though, she was also accused of being a witch and taking people, taking children to the witch's Sabbath. But she was accused by her own daughter. That's rough. In 1676, Maria Erikstotter, who was now 19, reported that her mother was a witch. Maria said that she'd been taken to the witch's Sabbath several times by Marlin, and that her mother often swore and used ugly words on great holy days. The court asked her if she was trying to falsely accuse her mum so that she could inherit the house, but she was like, why would you even ask that? No. And they were like, good point, that we were stupid to ask you that. They were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's anyway, fine. continue on, child. Marlon was, of course, heavenly question. Heavenly. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? She was, of course, heavily questioned immediately. She was asked to recite the Lord's Prayer, which she barely knew, and she showed difficulty when pronouncing words from the Bible, which they found super suspicious, especially because it was the law in the 17th century in Sweden that you should be able to read so that you can read the Bible. She said that she'd originally learned to pray in Finnish, because that's where she was born. And this wasn't super suspicious, but they were still kind of like... A bit weird. Interesting. Marlon was taken to court, where her daughter continued to accuse her mother. Maria said that she could see the devil standing behind her mother in court, whispering in her ear not to confess. She also said that Marlon had taken several other children to meet the devil at the witch's Sabbath. Obviously, they brought these children to court to accuse Marlon as well. A ten-year-old and a seven-year-old agreed with Maria that they could see the devil standing next to Marlon at court. And obviously, if a seven-year-old says they can see the devil, we should all trust them. Have you learnt nothing from every witch trial? This, this was also a witch trial, so I mean... One woman said that Marlon had abducted her children 16 times, and another girl said she'd been abducted 14 times and had been beaten by Marlon to stop her from testifying. The mother of this girl said that she would kill Marlon herself if she wasn't executed because she was so furious and she'd seen her children having fits because they'd been to meet the devil. So they asked Marlon at court, confess, you know, we obviously know you did it, we have some evidence, and she was like, no. Shant. I didn't do that, and I wouldn't pretend that I did. Which, at the time, was kind of like, people didn't really do that. A lot of the time they were just like, well, okay, sure, I'll confess. I think it's just because they knew that they had no way out of it. Exactly. Once you're accused of being a witch, you're probably going to be executed in this time, realistically. I suppose there's always the the hope of saying, like, yeah, I did that, but I really regret it. Like, come on, let's rehabilitate me. I mean, they would just burn you at the stake, but I guess there's the hope that they won't for you. Well, then her oldest daughter also betrayed her. Oh my so God. Anna Erikstotter said that her mother had brought her to visit Satan as well, but in a bizarre twist... <gasps> She confessed that she'd also been abducting children the whole time and taking them to the Witch's Sabbath as well. This is the most drama. Marlon continued to deny the accusations and she was asked to repeat a prayer, which she failed 11 times. This, combined with her daughter's claims, were enough to sentence her to death. So they hadn't had someone deny the witch claims so intensely before, which they also thought saw was the devil's work, you know you could cough and they'd be like it's the devil yeah right but you breathe and they're like the devil's making her breathe her being so so strongly like no i did not do that they were like mm, this is making you sound more suspicious that you did it she's stuck the, the, you're between a rock and a hard place mom was apparently even tortured at one point to try and get her to confess but she continued to deny all claims of witchcraft 
This led to her being given a very unusual death sentence. So they wanted her to experience what hell would be like for her before she died, and also put the honour of God above the personal pain of Marlon. Okay. These are the good guys that they think. (laughs) These people think that they're the good guys. So this is where we talk about horrible executions as a forewarning. So the traditional method for executing a witch in these trials was they would decapitate you and then they would set fire to your body because it was, like, easy and painless, but then, you know. But you've also, like, cleansed, I think is why they involve fire, isn't it? But they decided that they wanted to straight up burn her alive, Mm -hmm. which is obviously extremely intense. They also wanted to do this as a warning to any of her witch friends she might have. However, they gave her one last chance to confess. So they were like, if you confess, we will execute you. The same way we will everybody else, you know, we'll... we'll, um, decapitate you and then we'll do everything else it won't be any different you know you can get one last you're gonna chance. die regardless but you will die less painfully yeah so they gave her the option and they were like it'll be much less much less of a spectacle it'll be painless we went way quicker and she was like nope i didn't do it and i will not confess oh my god so she was the only person in the entirety of all the swedish witch trials to be executed like this and there were almost 300 people killed for being witches She's often regarded as being the only one in Sweden to be executed by burning for sorcery. So this was a very controversial method of death. She was executed alongside a woman named Anna Simon's daughter, Hack, who had been accused by her children as well. But she was, of course, to be executed the normal way. She was described on the day as being humble, respectful, and did exactly what she was told. She showed guilt and remorse for the action she was accused of. And Marlon did not. Marlon... It was that she did not fear any death. She just got on the stake. She acted super calmly. Um, They even wrote in official documents that she was, quote, very tough. She spoke calmly. She was offering her hands up, you know, to be restrained. Well, fair enough. I feel like at that point you'd be so livid. You would just be so resigned. Like, they're going to kill me no matter what I do. The other one was praying and, you know, begging, basically. And mom was just like, go on then. Go on, do, do it. it then. Go on, you might as well. Yeah, she spoke with her head held high. She continued to calmly deny everything. Her daughter was crying out, like, just confess. Like, we don't want this to happen. And she was like, she, apparently she looked over and cursed her for eternity. Good. And then they, once they tied her to the, the stake, they gave her one last chance to confess. And she did not, so. All of that, because she went to a buffet with Satan. <sighs> right. Tradition says that she died silently, but this is probably just the myth that witches didn't feel any pain. That's a lie. But she was the last person to be executed in witchcraft in Stockholm. But this didn't signify the end of the witch trials at all. After this, they did change significantly. Originally, when they had child witnesses, they would ask the child their testimony, and then they'd later say, like, you said this, right? And the kid would be like, yeah. Mm. But then, now they started making it so they had to tell the story again to make sure that it matched up with their first Mm -hmm. story. Now, while this is great and makes it way it makes way more sense, they only started doing it because kids started accusing rich people, <laughs> and they were like, "Hmm, maybe they're just wrong, and they're just kids after all." Gotta love the legal system. Yeah, Marlon's daughter Anna, the one who confessed to also being a witch, was mm-hmm. apparently freed, but was sentenced to a whipping. Interestingly, while this was happening, people started attacking the guards performing the whipping by throwing stones at them. Also, interestingly. Maria, the other daughter who accused Marlon and just continued to accuse her the whole time, 
was giving an official, given an official warning to make amends for lying under oath. I'm not sure why this is, but I thought it was pretty interesting. Like, they they thought she was lying, maybe. I mean, it could have mother. been a different trial trial that she got involved in. Possibly, but maybe because, you know, she denied it even to the end, they were like, did we get it wrong? But I don't know. What horrible guilt you must feel. I mean, I know that these people thought that they were doing the right thing. Um, so I mean, some of them were just assholes. Yes. But... Some of them genuinely thought they were like, okay, well, you know, this is God's land and we're ridding devils from it. Yeah. Um, so imagine the guilt for one of those people. I know. Where they're like, oh, maybe maybe we just really horribly murdered that woman. Yeah. Whoops. I just, I think as well, they're like, even if you did think that you were you were doing a good thing... Why were they so brutal about it? It's so unnecessary. <clears throat> I think just because they'd got the idea that, like, flames would cleanse and that kind of thing. So I suppose an argument could be made, for example, that if she was so far gone and so far in allegiance with the devil, then the sort of flames cleansing her while she was still alive might bear a chance for her soul yeah you know what i mean i just thought this story was interesting because first of all i feel like it's people think that being burned at the stake was like the normal thing when mm. they just burn you alive which is not true but also i thought it was just pretty amazing i guess that she continued regardless like even when she yeah. was at the very end and they were like we can make this easier for you if you just confess. And she was like, no, you can do whatever you want because I will not be confessing. I would love to think that that would be me. But in reality, I would be the one screaming and crying next to her. <laughs> <laughs> like absolutely freaking out. Like, please take anyone else. Well, fair enough. Do you want to do a scary scale? We can. We don't have to. Well, it's pretty scary. Okay. How scary? Five. How dangerous? Five. What's the likelihood she was a witch? Like, one. Where's your proof, dude? I mean, they didn't find any poppets, like in other witch trials. They didn't... They had the word of, like, her two daughters who she used to beat. Yeah. And two random kids. Well, apparently they also had a bunch of other kids. That's what I said. The one I don't woman trust who was children. like, you've taken my kids 14 times. Yeah, I don't trust kids. Kids don't know things. Kids That's lie. Like, why they're kids. <laughs> as a person who was once a child, I know it's hard to believe. Whoa. I lied all the time. Oh, yeah, same. Because that's what kids do. I, I like kids. I've got nothing against kids. Yeah. But. But they do lie. I wouldn't trust them if they were like. I mean, obviously, you know, you've got to take like things into account. Like, yeah, this person kidnapped me. Okay, let's genuinely talk about this and, you know, see what's going on. Get multiple accounts from you. See if there are any adult witnesses, that kind of thing, any other proof. But if there's no other proof and this kid is just like, yeah, I went to Satan's birthday party, then you'd be like, mm, did you? Yeah. Did you really? Also, kids, I mean, this is obvious. I'm sure everyone knows this, but like kids don't understand the consequences mm -hmm. of their actions because they're just kids. Also, kids play make-believe. Yeah, if you're a kid and you're like, yeah, I went to see the devil uh, 15 times and then no one asked you again whether that was true. They yeah. were just like, did you say that? And you were like, yeah, I guess. They're not going to be like, oh, I'm going to kill a woman because I've said that. They're not going to think that. Well, also, like, 
adults have cracked under questioning. Yeah. From poor question, like interrogation techniques. Like if you say to adults that have, you know, been going through like sleep deprivation or extreme stress or, you know, hunger or whatever. Hunger, yeah, anything really. And you say like, you said this, didn't you? Or did you say you went to see the devil five times or did you say you went to the devil 10 times? Then people are more inclined to pick out of those rather than say, I didn't say that I saw the devil. Yeah. So I'm not surprised that those kids said those things, but also don't take it. Do you have any ideas? I think her kids just want it payback. I think they probably were the victims throughout a lot of their lives. And they just wanted revenge. Fair enough. You got anything else to add? I think it's just... No. I think it's just payback. I think that's what it was. I mean, she could have been a witch. She could have been. I might be giving her too much leeway. I didn't know her. No. <laughs> mm, sounds suspiciously like you know her. Sounds like I was at the Sabbath with the witch. Oh my god. Did you bring me back a pork pie? <laughs> I did. But I ate it. Oh, <laughs> If you like the podcast and you want to follow us on social media, you can do that at Myths Magic Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Instagram, we post like more creative stuff and everywhere else you can just get the notifications that we posted. Also, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Myths Magic Murder and support us on there if you like. We do a little 10 minute chat before the actual episode and you can see us in person um, because we do video content over there. We do little polls, we do little extra things, we ask what you guys want to see, that kind of thing. So if you want to be kind of part of that little club, then you can go over to Patreon, like Abby said. Uh, you can give as much or as little a month as you want. That's all Gucci. Also, 10% oh, why did you say that? <laughs> off of our merchandise, which you can view over on MythsMagicAndMurder.com. Also on our website, submissions, referrals, tell us what you want to hear, tell us things about your life. We are nosy and we want to know. And if you have any haunted happenings, terrifying tales, or spooky stories, you can email us on mythsmagicandmurder at gmail.com. Tell me about your story, Kate. So my sources are Wikipedia, witchcraftandwitches.com, fyearhistory.com, fyearhistory, history.com, bus.com, and de.zxc.wiki. Mm, that one sounds suspicious. It's a German website. Oh, yeah. I was like, you're being hacked. <laughs> And this one is 33412. <laughs> <laughs> so the Fulda witch trials obviously took place in Fulda. There is a town in Hesse, Germany, and it has a current population of around 68,000 people. However, this took place back in the 1600s, so I can almost guarantee there weren't that many people Maybe there. like 13. Yeah. They were like, <laughs> wow, this is a bustling city. As with most of our historical stories, this one involves a little information about the religious stance at the time. So there was a guy called Balthazar von Dernbach. I wish that was my name. Right? Such a cool name for such an arse. Oh. Yeah. So it's got to be like that. Right? Why you got to be an arse if your name's cool? I'm fine. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Jam roly-poly over here. Oh. <laughs> so. That's so funny because your surname is not on our, <laughs> on our thing. It's not That's my last name, my full last name. Oh, right. Catherine Jam roly-poly. <laughs> Can I change my name by Deepol? Yeah. It will make me hungry every time we talk, though. Anyway, Balthazar von Dernbach was a monk who became a prince bishop. So if you're wondering what a prince bishop is, don't worry, I got you. Basically, prince bishops became a thing in the year 1007, 
thanks to King Henry II, because he wanted to spread Christianity further out. The prince bishops were exempt from the authority of local lords, and instead they were under direct authority from the Holy Roman Emperor, which later became known as the Holy German Emperor, and the Imperial Chamber of Justice. So basically, if there was a local law like, oh, you can't steal more than a fiver, <laughs> then if the king's law was like, oh, you can't steal more than a hundred quid, you could be like, I can steal a hundred quid. Right. Do you get what I mean? Obviously, that's just an example. Yeah. So these appointed people could do what they liked and ruled over their estates and the job was to spread religion. So when Balthazar became a prince bishop, he immediately went into counter-reformation and said that if people were Protestants, they had to either go back to being a Catholic or get out. Okay. Yeah. This is all the late 1500s. Then he kind of went away for a few years. So the the town had a chance to kind of regrow. It became a bit more liberal. And then he came back in 1602, roughly. And... He then started this again. He was like, nah, get out. I don't like yous. So tensions were extremely high. Right. At which point, he ordered witch trials to cleanse the area. The trials got started in March of 1603, and they lasted for only three years, until 1606. But in that time, around 250 people were murdered, making it one of the four largest witch trials in Germany. Wow. Balthasar von Dernbach obviously wasn't on the ground spearheading the actual thing. He was just kind of like writing laws and getting other people to do it. So he gave the job over to Balthazar Nuss. Shortly after they'd begun the witch hunt, the arrest started in the city. And one of the first people who was arrested and tried, and also the only named person that I can find for this whole witch hunt, was Merga Bean. It's spelt B-I-E-N, but I think it's Bean. She was a wealthy woman. She was married to her third husband, Blasius Bean, after the two other had died. So she was wealthy because she'd inherited both of their fortunes, but it's also believed she was like she had a bit of independent money as well. Right. She was jailed on June 19th, 1603, so near the beginning of the trials. People tend to think that she was deemed a witch because she'd been married multiple times and she now was a woman with a lot of money. Right. When they were interrogating and torturing Murga, they believed that she was in communication with the devil and that she'd murdered, murdered her second husband to gain his riches. Her third husband, meanwhile, was fighting for her to be released because she was pregnant. Oh my goodness. So her torture and possible execution would be illegal. This only spurred the witch hunt on, though, as people then believed she'd had sex with the devil and her baby was from him instead of her husband. How does this escalate so much? Right? It's just crazy. I think it's just because the people in power don't want to admit that they're wrong. Yeah. So they'll just keep going. She was also forced to admit that she'd killed the children she'd had from a previous husband and she'd taken part in the Sabbath of Satan. Bear in mind, she hadn't been ma she'd been married to her current husband for 14 years, so it seems a bit of a convenient time to start bringing up alleged murders. Mm. Regardless of her husband's and her own fight, she was burnt alive at the stake in late 1603. Unfortunately, it was the same for many other people who'd been accused of witchcraft due to their circumstances. 
Balthazar Nuss was accused of having accused 239 people of witchcraft. However, he only ever admitted to having accused 205. What's the difference? Right? Like, as if you're going to remember all of their names, all of the trials, you're not. Just admit to the, the number they're giving you. Thankfully, the witch hunt ended because Balthazar von Dernbach died in 1606, so the hunt fizzled out. Then Nuss was held accountable for his large role in the hunt and was sentenced to 12 years in prison before being beheaded in 1618 for his crimes. Now there's a memorial to all those killed in the Fulda witch hunt, and it's positioned near a tower called the Witch Tower, which is like 14 metres high, and it still stands from when it was part of a medieval city um, fortification from the 12th century. Wow. It was turned into a woman's prison, but it wasn't where the women from the hunt were killed. They were killed in the city palace rather than just at a random tower, I guess, for like spectators. Probably. So although it's called the Witch Tower, it isn't the Witch Tower, but... The memorial itself was erected in November 2008 on the old Cathedral Parish Cemetery. And we should go visit. Okay. And that is the Fulda Witch Trials. It's interesting that you had people burnt alive as well. Yeah, I was thinking that as you were saying it wasn't a common thing. I was like, well... Well, it definitely wasn't in Sweden. (laughs) It might have, yeah, it might have just been like what Balthazar wanted. Yeah. Um, I don't really remember how it was with other witch trials we've covered. Um, but I don't think many of them do that. It's weird because it's it's the one method of execution that kind of sticks with you. Like, if I'm imagining a witch dying, I'm imagining burnt at the stake or drowned. I guess it's because it's such a brutal thing, though. Mm. It's such a specific, brutal topic. Yeah. Yeah, like, with, with um, Marlin in my story, it was very unheard of in the area like that's why it was such a big deal and it was so controversial because they were like this is super unethical yeah but your guy was just doing it <laughs> i know it's just it, it's just who whoever you get in charge really isn't it yeah and they'll just play by their own rules there's no like set rules of witch hunting yeah but yeah i thought it was absolutely horrible Awful. Sorry that mine was so short and sweet. That's okay. There really wasn't very much information. I also found it crazy that Merga was the only one named. Right? I wonder what that's about. On every source, she's the only one that I can find. And what's on the memorial? Do you have a photo of it? Or does it just say the lives lost? Or I honestly couldn't find a photograph. I'll have a little look, see if we can have one on Instagram. Interesting. Yeah, it is. Do you want to do the sky scale? We can. Yeah? How scary. Five. How we'll dangerous. We'll do another five, five, one. <laughs> Fair. And any other ideas? I don't really know. I feel like paranoia, probably. Yeah. I feel like a he, just a paranoid man with too much power. It wasn't mentioned what religion she was. Because basically the whole time was Protestant v. Catholic, wasn't it? Yep. So I'm imagining she was probably Protestant. She had money. She'd been remarried multiple times. They just didn't like her. And they just... They they thought they'd make an example out of her. Yeah, a lot of witch trials are like that, aren't they? Where they just won't like some people. Yeah. And then be like, if you're this kind of person... 
you're a witch yeah. and we'll kill you. So then it kind of stops, makes you, makes you stop doing it, I guess. Yeah, it's like a scare tactic. Yeah. Yeah. Nasty. She didn't seem like a witch. I couldn't she find any evidence like that she did anything just witchy, just that she was woman. pregnant. Oh, that's so sad. It is. It really is. Now that I've depressed you, I think that's the and end. I wish I had a fun little thing to tell you. But I can't think of anything. Let me find something uplifting. Okay, give me a fun fact. I will. <laughs> fun fact! The world's oldest wooden wheel has been around for more than 5,000 years. That is a pretty fun fact, Keith. Not really what I was expecting you to say, though. Fun fact! Sudan has more pyramids than any country in the world. You know a cute, wholesome fact? The bumblebee bat is the world's smallest mammal. Aww. Weighing in at 0.05 to 0.07 ounces. With, oh my goodness. With a head to body length of 1.14 to 1.29 inches. A little baby. The bumblebee bat, also known as Kitty's hognose bat, Aww. is the smallest mammal in the world. Bumblebee bat. That's such a fun word to say. Yeah. I bet it's cute. Bumblebee bat. Let's have a look. It's not that cute. <laughs> it's kind of weird looking. Oh. Oh, I don't... Oh, no, it's kind of cute. It's kind of weird, I think. It, it's his little back legs, I isn't think it? it? Yeah, I think it just depends on the photo, really. What's that little white bat? That one's really cute. I don't know. Little white bat. You know we're still recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, they're so cute. Uh, the Honduran white bat. They're little babies. They look like little pieces of cotton wool. You don't like those. I like that. You've discovered I think they've that got, Kate doesn't like bats. I think they've got really funky noses and ears. Little dudes, They right? look like little nymphs. Little, little buddies. Little woodland elves. They're cute though, right? I like Soft. them. Yeah, I like them. They're cute. Yeah, good, because I've got one right here. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I just unleash the bats. I see a log, I scream and run. Um, if you enjoyed the episode, rate us on iTunes. Yeah, or give us a five stars on Spotify. Yeah, you should do it. Do it. You know what you shouldn't do? Listen before bed. Listen before bed. Don't listen before bed? Wait, you're the one who says don't listen I before bed. you know what you shouldn't do. You didn't say it right, and I, I got confused. Oh my god, you're not supposed to. Wait, <laughs> no, I'm confused. <laughs>